Morning, team. It's uh, five minutes past five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Friday morning. Thank you, Jim. Back with you over this uh, weekend. Actually, I've just started to sign myself on, and I've just, I've just inadvertently signed myself off again. How stupid am I? Friday morning. I did, I did laugh at some of the stories in the papers yesterday. I did get annoyed, I'm afraid. I got annoyed at The Apprentice, but there again, I would get annoyed because most of the people on The Apprentice, a good 98% of them are irritating little so-and-sos, aren't they? They're the sort of people you think, if you move in next door to me, I'm calling the police every five minutes. Let me just do this. Just bear with me. Just one second. I mean, I'm normally very good here. I have to... It takes forever to sign in because you've got so many different passwords... It'd be funny if somebody listening could work out what, what your password would be just by hearing you type. And it only just occurred to me a minute ago, and I thought to myself, no, it wouldn't be possible, would it? Did you all log on yesterday and have a look at that thousand hand dance on YouTube of those deaf uh, girls in China? It's really quite wonderful. And they're all choreographed, but they're watching four people who are teach who are showing them the move because they can't hear the music. Although, I think they can hear the, the vibration. Which is a beautiful thing to watch. It really is quite, quite lovely. Quite lovely. Grand National this weekend. I heard somebody uh, on another radio station saying, oh, it's, it's a lottery, this Grand National. I thought, yep, it certainly is. The favourite they're taking loads of money on, which I think is My Will. They wanted to change it, the Sun, to Jade's Will. And I think the Jockey Club have said, uh, no, you're not. And the son said, well, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea in tribute to Jade. I've had enough of it now. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? In fact, strangely enough, the headline on the front of the Daily Star today, which Jim's probably just told you, um, is Jade's funeral is a fake. And the reason, and when I first read it, I thought, what does that mean? Are they going to have it in advance and then just pretend to do a funeral? No, 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 no. What they're going to do is they're not going to tell people where she's being buried. Because what they don't want, they say here, are freaks and sickos uh, going round there. So that's, that's what they obviously think Jade's fans are, freaks and sickos. Because once you've actually said, this is where she's going to be buried, and people will find out, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever, within, within a matter of hours, if, if the Daily Star, who say that they know where, she, where she's going to be buried, are saying we know, somebody else will know. Because somebody down there will go, oh, it's going to be at so-and-so. I thought we already knew anyway. Won't take people long, will it? There'll be people in the surrounding areas. The, the place where she's being buried is it's not private. It's a cemetery open to, open to everybody. 84850, steve at And they will, uh, they, they will be throwing flowers at the cortege. Strangely enough, even more bizarre, Sky are taking away their Sky helicopter from Aintree for the Grand National to cover Jade's funeral. So they're obviously hoping it's going to be exactly the same as Diana with people throwing flowers. I don't know why. Seems a bit of a pointless exercise, but Paul says, forgive me, but actually I believed you when you said you pre-recorded your show. It was early in the morning. It's amazing what you can tell people nowadays, and, and people believe you, which I quite like. There was a little story I cut out of the papers the other day, and I'm, it, it only occurred to me as I was sitting on the train yesterday. You know, you sit on the train, and they go... And you think, I've got no idea what you're talking about. No idea what you're talking about. And then, they, you know, you'll be sitting on the train, and then you get off the train thinking maybe it's because the door's closed. You get off the train... And I can't hear a word. You would think in these days of being able to transmit sound properly that the railway people would actually have got together with one of the big uh, loudspeaker or the, the people who do this kind of thing, get, get, get global. And they'll tell you how to make it so we can all hear the blooming thing. But anyway, good news. Muffled train station announcements could be a thing of the past thanks to new loudspeaker technology. A speaker's been developed that is paper-thin 
yet claims to deliver a clearer and crisper sound. The flat, flexible loudspeaker uses a bendy laminate made up of conducting and insulating materials which can also project sound further than traditional speakers. It's been developed by Warwick University. See, I don't mind about that. It's the fact that the places they're transmitting in are huge cavernous places and they just echo. So you can never hear what anybody's saying. What we need is the people who, who do the announcements to enunciate correctly. Because sometimes you get on the... Tra- I can't even understand what the guard is saying. They sit there and you think, look, why don't you... J-? You know, if I was doing that, if I actually was working on a train, I'd be chatting to people. I would be chatting to people. Morning, everybody. How are we all this morning? OK. My name's Steve, and I'll be your guard for this lovely journey through the British countryside. The reason we haven't left at the moment is because of the fact that driver's still a bit pissed from last night. <laughs> you know, you'd love to do that. We did get on a train once in the summer at Waterloo Station, and it was a boiling hot day, and the guard was obviously well, he's, he's obviously a bit like me, and he said, Morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, sorry we haven't left yet. He said, We will be leaving very, very shortly, and uh, we'll be taking a trip through uh, all the way to Reading. And as we pull out the station, he says, Oh, you'd be pleased to know we're actually moving at the moment. He said, On your right-hand side, you can see the gas works. <laughs> and, of course, immediately, everyone on the train starts smiling. It puts you in a great mood. Why they don't do... They've got a blooming loudspeaker system on the train. Talk to people! God in heaven, you know. They spend enough time talking to each other on the platform, don't they? Yab, 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 yab. There's one woman sitting there reading a book the other day. I thought it's nice to know that we're, we're actually employing all these people. And we are paying... I tell you what, also very nice to see the other day. And I hadn't seen it for a while, so I'm a bit excited by it. The students from the college in Twickenham shoplifting again. And you know where they've moved on to? You know where they've moved on to? Iceland. You wouldn't have thought, really, that there'd be much to shoplift in Iceland, would you? You know, but believe it or not, Iceland have put in a sweetie department. How very stupid of them. Because there they were, you know, after, after, after Woolies, you know, the sweetie department there were the students... And uh, they're from, from the college, and some from the schools as well, locally, uh, go in there. There are certain people. And I watched five students the other day. I was in Iceland. I had to go in there. What did I go in there for? I can't remember. I went in there to buy something. I don't know, a jar of pickled onions or something. And there's five students uh, standing by these suites, which were at the back of the shop in Iceland. And what were they doing? They were picking the stuff up. In fact, at one point, they were so blatant... Having put the stuff in their pockets, I thought you've, you've quite clearly got no intention of paying for this stuff. They then pick up some Maltesers, and as they're going out, one passes them to the guy behind him, and he openly walks out holding them. No attempt to cover them at all, thieving people. It's disgusting, isn't it? That local college, and Arthur tracks some old, uh, some old ropey things, and that's uh, just apart from the ones who thieve. Is it, do you know, it just drives me insane watching people thieve. It really does. Really does. It's, it's like yesterday, all these stupid G20 protesters. You know, there the, are the peaceful ones, and then the silly little idiots. The ones who go around there and smash the windows. I wouldn't mind. I'm bloody well paying for it. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for the policing. You're paying. Everybody's paying except this bunch of toe rags who don't work. And they cross Europe. They've got enough money, I suppose, perhaps they get their dole or something. I don't know what they get nowadays. And then they all were smashing up the windows in the Royal Bank of Scotland. All very brave, aren't you? Very big. I tell you what, let's come round to your place and smash your bloody windows in. Be far more interesting for us. Far more interesting. But who's paying for it? We are. We're paying for it. You're paying for it. Your taxes are paying for that. Don't drive you mad? These people are so stupid, honestly. Uh, Dee says, I've never heard such a lot of hysterical media hype as there is over Jade Goody's funeral. If she'd lived, she wouldn't be getting a tenth of this PR. I know, but you have to ask the question, don't you? Will this finish after Saturday? I mean, I'm assuming that Max Clifford is still being paid. I can't, I can't remember um, 
I can't remember how it works with Max. I know normally he charges a percentage of the of the coverage that he gets, but surely now that I mean, does that still go on even after death? Does she, does he still make money out of the the coverage? Because if so, it's it's kind of it kind of goes on forever. This one, doesn't it? I mean, you have to applaud him. I've always, always said Max Clifford is just like a genius. He's a genius. There's no two ways. I, I mean, I guarantee if I wanted to spend 10000 a month, and why I should give up a third of my income, I've got no idea. But if I wanted to spend 10000 a month, I could be famous in probably a matter of weeks. I could be hugely... You know, you'd be opening out the papers going, Steve Allen said this, Steve Allen did this. He'd be on the front page. Because I'd be paying Max and he'd be putting the stories in. You know, you think this man's a bitch, you wait till you hear the bloody programme. You can imagine. It's always worth it, but as I say, I'm not prepared to give up a quarter of my income, you know, every month just to pay Max Clifford. It's ridiculous. Sorry, a fifth. But, I mean, you know, it's just just stupid to pay that kind of money. But people do. And he does his job, and he does it very, very well indeed. Uh, where are the pupils? Not passing anything at all, I'll tell you. And how stupid do some people have to be? We've got a veteran smoker, which I was going to mention to you yesterday, but actually talking of veterans, I turned on Deal or No Deal yesterday to absolutely cry my eyes out because the bloke who was up there trying to win a bit of money was a Chelsea pensioner. He was 97, his name was Joe, and just the fact that he was living made me feel quite proud. They're absolutely a lovely bunch of blokes. They never need to buy a thing if you're Chelsea pensioners, because every time they go out in their traditional scarlet uniforms, which date back to, I think, the 1600s, 1700s, uh, people buy them drinks in pubs. So they'll, they'll be sitting in a pub nursing a pint forever and ever, a bit like Natalie Cassidy is in the papers today. I'm nothing if not clever with my links. And there he was yesterday, and all he wanted to make was a little bit of money. And he was quite clearly going to go all the way through. And every person, even when he lost the 250000 he went over and said, thank, thank you very much indeed. And I looked at him and I thought, you're 97, and you're a marvellous man. You're a marvellous man. He, in the end, he had, he had two red boxes, and he had one blue box. And in the blue box was five pounds... And in the two red boxes was 15,000 and 20,000. So if he got rid of the five pounds, he was going to go home with a minimum of 15,000. And surprisingly, he got rid of the blue box and he was left with either 15 or 20,000. And he he only wanted about 6,000 so that he could give some money to the Chelsea hospital and then have a little bit for himself. Because there's nothing that they need to buy. There really is nothing. They actually get free free train travel and stuff like that. And uh, but but that money would sort of help him. And in the end, he stuck to his... Uh, th- he didn't want to swap boxes or anything like that. He stuck with the same box all the way through, and every time the banker made him an offer... And the banker came back, even when there was 15 grand in one box and 20 in the other, and offered him 17,900. And he said, no thank you, Mr Banker, no thank you. 97 years old, what a, what a bloody marvellous person he was. And he got 20,000 quid. Couldn't have been more pleased. The audience stood up, clapped him. It was really, it was, you know, it was one of those heart-touching moments that television is made for. And that bloke made it yesterday. So well done, Joe, at the Chelsea Hospital. Just don't turn off any other shows, all right? Once you get away with, once you start realising this is a career, that's, that's, that's when you, you will annoy me. But at the moment, you're a hero, OK? Quarter past five. <laughs> News headlines, Gordon Brown claims the deal struck at the G20 summit could see the world out of recession by next year. A trillion dollars is being pumped into the global economy and leaders also signal tougher rules for the banking system. More protests expected as Royal Bank of Scotland hosts its AGM later. Demonstrations will be held outside the meeting in Edinburgh and at the company's headquarters in London. 21 NHS trusts have failed to meet standards of hygiene set by the new healthcare watchdog. Four of those are in London. 
And with the check of the uh, travel for you this morning, it's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. M25, got a problem in Buck. I don't like to be rude, but occasionally one has to be, I'm afraid, on the programme. We have to kind of put the world to rights, mainly because 99.9% of you, I'm not particularly bothered about the odd 1% who are generally a bit doolally in the upstairs department, agree with me. 99.9999 recurring agree with the fact that a veteran smoker who has seen the price of tobacco rocket over the years, but he never imagined a single cigarette would cost him 100 quid. Cyril Carter... Uh, went to stay at the Ramada Plaza in his hometown of Southport. Okay, so he goes into the hotel and he's uh, 96, he's a former airman. It's not an excuse, I'm afraid. He lit up in the hotel room. And the hotel knows straight away because it would show up on their little board. So they added £100 to his bill because they could be fined and have a licence taken away. It's as simple as that. And he said, "I I never knew. I never knew that uh, there was a no-smoking policy. I thought, where the hell have you been? The entire country knows you can't smoke in restaurants. Why do you think you can smoke in a hotel? You can't. They're all no-smoking. You want to smoke, you go stand outside. But anyway, the uh, the staff, have uh, they haven't waived it, quite rightly. They've said, no, no, you will pay it. It's normally 200. You're very lucky to have got away with 100 quid. So well done to the Romana... Ramada Plaza in Southport. Uh, staff said signs were on display. But you don't have to put a sign up. I'm sure unless you're really stupid, you know there is no smoking. You can't light up on a bus, you can't light up on a train, you can't light up in a bar, you can't light up in a restaurant. This man must have realised. Perhaps he thought you'd get behind... Cl- who's going to know? <sighs> no, they knew about it. So they fined him £100. Good for them. A traveller camp. We've talked before about the traveller camp, which is down at, uh, I think, uh, St Paul's Cray which is in Essex. It's a huge traveller camp. A thousand, uh, thousand families live there. The local school, uh, the primary school, not one single student has passed English or maths. And in fact, the site there has led to many, many parents pulling their children out of the school. This is Craze Hill Primary, because the standards have fallen. In fact, the standards have fallen so badly, this school is now one of the worst in the country. There's now only 50 children who go there. They say that most of the travellers' children don't bother going at all. So, consequently, most of them can't read, they can't write. And uh, so no pupils have passed the SATs at all. I mean, you know, you would have thought you go to school, you learn to read and write, but they don't bother. So the school is now listed as, as being the worst. 160,000 11-year-olds, more than a quarter of those taking this test, did not meet required levels in English and maths. In almost 800 schools, more than half of the pupils were failing to master the basics. I'm not surprised. I've seen the parents out on the town. I'm not at all surprised that kids are as thick as planks nowadays. You don't even need to worry about getting an education, do you? You can be as stupid as you like and yet make a very good living appearing on television in a reality show. It doesn't, it, that doesn't seem to make any difference now. Gone are the days when people would say, listen, stay at school, earn some qualifications, get yourself a good job. Don't want a good job. What do you want to be? I want to be a glamour model. All right. But why? Could you make a load of money? All right. What? Why? Why should, why should I bother, you know, working? I can stay on benefits, single mum, but my hero's Jordan. Or, you know, Jodie Marsh, because she's done, like, really well for herself and she's got all this money. And that's, that's people's ambition nowadays. That's why I got so annoyed watching the, the protesters, the uh, minority at the G20, who uh, deliberately go there to cause trouble. 
I mean, um, unfortunately, I am the sort of person I would have to. I would have to be so draconian when I went there. All these people wearing hoods and stuff like that. I'd pin them to the ground. I'm afraid I would single them out. You know, you start wearing a hood and you cover your face up. I'm sorry. I'm going to uh, pin you to the ground. We're going to take it off. And we're going to photograph you. It's as simple as that. I'm not messing around. We're not. You know, I don't see why police officers should have to stand there and be spat at as they were yesterday and people. So menacing in front of them. I mean, I'd be inclined to say, yeah, 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 and just kick him in the small spherical objects between their legs. I would have no hesitation. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. So sorry about that. You've gone down, haven't you? What a shame. I thought that the, as I said yesterday, the ultimate was when the police officers were trying to remove the body of a man who died, and they pelt them with bottles and stuff like that. And you think, you toe rags. Little toe rags. Take all their benefits. I don't, I'm sorry, I'm one of the people who thinks nobody should have benefits in this country. Everybody should get off their arse and get out there and do, do a job. You can do something. Well, I can't do anything, I'm too fat. Get off your arse. Get out there, work. We have to get up for work in the morning. You don't, you don't seriously think that half the people who work here want to sort of really get up at two in the morning? Given the choice, what would you like to do? Get up at two in the morning and go out and earn an honest day's money or not get up at two in the morning and go out and collect your benefits? And if you say benefits, I'm going to take you out and shoot you. You're a waste of bloody space. Oh, I'm so angry with these people. You know, everybody gets that. It gives you a purpose in life. Do you think Joe, who appeared at 97 on Deal or No Deal, just stays in bed all day? No, he doesn't. I bet you he's up by six o'clock in the morning, if as late as that. He's polished his shoes, he's put his uniform on, and he's getting ready to face the day. No, the lazy old lardies out there, the old Friday night slappers who've got themselves pregnant intentionally because they've never heard the word condom. You know, they go out there and they'll... Sl- and then you see, them on the, you see them on the Kyle show. ITV have not ruled out the fact they're going to axe it in February next year. They've said it's going to be cut down to three days a week, far too many as far as I'm concerned. But they've also said they cannot rule out the cutting back of it. They've also said they're going to cut back on the budgets of some of the... I think the 60-minute makeover show hosted by... Is it Zoe Lucker or somebody? Terry Dwyer. When it's got voice like that. Why have all these strange people got voice? Are they blokes in real life? Or what's going on? So she... It's now... They, they, they've cut the budget by a third and they've said you'll have to make do with that. And so somebody said perhaps it'll just be the 20-minute makeover. Why don't you just scrap the programme anyway? It was part of old rubbish. The Alan Titchmarsh show, which I do like, but their budget must be astronomical because they've got guests in. They all require cars. So every time you have guests in, imagine the fleet of cars. I remember yesterday, who was on Paul O'Grady's show? It's um, the Australian, used to do um, a programme showing clips on the television... And, oh, I can't remember his blooming name now. Rolf Harris was on one show, and this other guy, oh, God, very famous Australian, used to be on our televisions all the time, and I can't remember what he was famous for now. <laughs> he's, no, he's not an actor, no, he's a presenter. Australian, old now, round face, bald. Somebody doesn't tell me this in a minute, I'm going to throw myself through a window. Come on, somebody knows. 84850, uk. What is it? What is it? Oh, look, my, my, my texts have disappeared. Wait a minute. So we can find them back again. There you go, find them again. So, so come on, what's the name of this man? Oh, it's, um, oh, I nearly had it then. It's gone. It's gone again. It's, it's, oh, you watch, somebody will send me this blooming thing. 84850. Clive James. Clive James. I forgot what I was going to tell you about him. Anyway, so Clive, Clive James was saying that when he worked on his, his programme, he, a uh, hundred people worked on it. A hundred people. And when I worked for only a year on Channel 5's, Five's Company, we had a team of 60. 60 people worked on a daytime show. So you can imagine, on Loose Women, record it and then count how many people are working at the end. 
And you'll find you're looking at a team of about 40 people. How many people work on the equivalent radio programme that lasts twice as long? One. There's actually two of us on it, but how many work? One. Anyway, so that's how it works. It's an old gag, but it's worth using. So that's why you have to cut back all these programmes. ITV are, are struggling the same as everybody else. We're in a recession, surprisingly. And that's why it kind of really galls me that we're giving away to you, to APERT, £5,000. Don't think I've not had issues with the management over there. I said, you can't give £5,000 away. They said, we are. I said, well, we're stupid. Why can't we just give them a television? No, he said, £5,000 it is. So I'm prepared to go along with this balmy, if not slightly loopy scheme, that six o'clock this evening, somebody's going to get a phone call going, you've won 5,000 quid. And I'm secretly hoping it's me. But as I can't enter the competition because of the conditions and rules, it's up to you to have a go. £5,000 cash, what would you spend? The producer says apparently you can get a holiday for 5000 I really have no idea where she goes for that sort of money. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, the places I'm staying at in the Bahamas, it's 5000 a day. The idea, she apparently can get weeks away for this £5,000. Apparently you can buy a motor vehicle as well for £5,000. And clothes. <laughs> where, where do you get clothes for 5000 in this day and age? It's just ridiculous. And food. Quite clearly, people haven't seen the prices in Marks and Spencers recently. But that's what it is. Five grand. We're giving it away to you against my better judgment. But I'm more than happy to go along with this balmy scheme of the management to try and sort of win you over in any way that we can. Even if it involves Steve Allen taking all his clothes off and running screaming around Leicester Square. But to save you the embarrassment of that, we're giving you 5,000 quid. So you can do with it what you... You might want to go on a holiday, perhaps pay for a couple of hours at an airport or something with this 5,000 quid. Buy some duty-freeze, you know, go and buy cigarettes, stock up on booze, throw a big family party, invite me round. Anything like this, lowest unique bid will win. Lowest unique bid in pence that nobody else makes. And there's quite a number of... uh, of bids which are left untouched at the moment. Because somebody might go, oh, look, 16, and then somebody else goes 14. And so what you've got to do is you've got to keep ahead of it. So it's the lowest unique bid that nobody else makes. Computer will help you. Computer say yes. Auction closes 6pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. Two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. It's Friday the 3rd of April. You must be over 16. No good fibbing. We know. Text lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely prize, isn't it? Five grand. Totally against my better. As I say, television you'd have been happy with. In fact, you've been happy with Nintendo. £5,000. It could absolutely change you. Can you imagine how exciting your weekend would be? You might go out and buy sort of two extra cans of Diet Coke or something. You know, perhaps, perhaps you could do a mammoth shop in Primark. Anything like that. For 5,000 quid, you could buy clothes for all the family. Do you realise that? I, of course, would just get a pair of trousers and a shirt, but that's, that's me. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. So do have a go at the, uh, at the Howlow. Thank you, Barbara, for telling me it was Clive James. Uh, Paul's Cray's in Orpington, not Essex. Thank you. Yes, I, I remember that one now. Uh, Steve, why doesn't ITV revive TV classics? Armchair Theatre, Hammer House of Horror, Tales of the Unexpected, Work for Doctor Who. It depends what the licensing deals are. That's the reason that some of them can't... Go- I'm halfway through a really, really good Columbo at the moment. I'm through series nine, and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. It's so fantastic. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Tom in the Green says, if the world had more people like you, Steve, it would be a better place. Well, actually, there wouldn't be as many people in it because I'd be hanging most of them, uh, including the ones who turned up the other day. Every year we have this little bit of fun, I'm afraid, with, uh, with uh, 
as, uh, at Aintree, the Aintree Festival. It's really a case of who let the dogs out. You've never seen such a conglomeration of the rough, the ugly and the downright you-shouldn't-be-allowed-out-in-daylight-love pictures. They're all inside the Daily Mirror today. And they've all... T- it is rough day. It's woof, woof, woof. You've never seen so many dogs. I don't want to be rude, but these women have got no idea of what to wear. I mean, I'm assuming most of them are standing on street corners the rest of the time. Look at... I have to show them to Alex, just in case people think I'm being particularly bitter. I mean, look at what... I mean... See? What is that? Exactly. What? I mean, what is this thing? Look, rough old hair, <laughs> rough old makeup, bad fake tan. Oh, this one here, the pint in her hand. She looks like a bloke anyway in a frock. <laughs> what is this? That is just Isn't horrendous. this just... Look at that Look, one. this one here, poor cow, honestly. Oh, my goodness. What's this one? That looks like she's just thrown just it on on a beach, you know. It does, like doesn't it? a bikini on and this, and this, With the shoes that don't... They don't go... Nasty. With, why don't these women of, of Liverpool... You know, look in the mirror. On second thoughts, perhaps you have looked in the mirror and perhaps that's the best you're going to look. I tell you, dog rough. Dog rough. There's one here in a play suit with shoes that, you know, you wouldn't be seen dead in. I mean, perhaps they've just got cheap shows up in, uh, cheap shops up in Liverpool. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But there they are. You have to have a good laugh. I mean, oh, the poor one in pink. They probably go, Take your picture, love, without realising the old country's going to be laughing. Uh, Graham says, how many people were shocked and surprised by last night's ending to EastEnders? We knew. We knew what was going to go on there. Ha-ha. Uh, Addy says, it isn't illegal to smoke in hotel bedroom. Yes, it is. It is, I'm afraid. It's illegal to smoke in any public places. And it is absolutely illegal to smoke in any hotels. Full stop. There is no smoking in any hotels, like no bars, no nothing at all. Smoke in your own house, do what you like there, but you can't, I'm afraid, in a hotel. Uh, A lot of you seem to be watching uh, EastEnders last night and were a bit shocked at the ending. We knew what was going to happen, but uh, never mind G20, says Liz. EastEnders was outrageous. I was in bits. I was in bits. Viewing causes insanity, you see. But that's the desired effect. That's the desired effect. Lynn says, you're so right, legitimate peaceful protesters do not cover their faces. Absolutely. 84850, steve at uk. Uh, D says, I put my lottery ticket in my dressing gown pocket and then put it in the washing machine. I'm convinced they were winning numbers. That's the problem, isn't it? You're never, you're never going to be too sure. I do the same ones every week. I do the same numbers every week. So I, I know that I haven't won anything. But I like, I like sort of going through the process. And I've, I've got one of those, um, I do it online. So consequently, it's a lot easier to, uh, to do it. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. I mean, these women, even, even Amanda's gone, woo, scary, aren't they? I wonder if the Sun did them as well. Because generally speaking, they all seem to get their, their pictures from the same agency. Uh, Madonna's tour of African orphanages was suspended after she twisted her ankle falling off a treadmill. Shame. And uh, apparently telly favourite, Deck Donnelly, shares a steamy kiss with new love, Georgie Thompson, just in case you think it is a girl. Although I'm looking at the pictures here, and uh, she's obviously, she's obviously, she'll be selling the story afterwards, I guarantee it. All the girls do. I've been out with Deck, and, uh, and I love it. And so, luckily, there was a photographer there to capture the moment as they were holding hands, because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, you can understand it. It's not such a big story. You can understand it if he was gay. And they went, look, he's with a girl. But, you know, he's not... And he's with her, and, and that's it. You know, not really that exciting, is it? Jack Tweed must leave uh, Jade Goody's wake to avoid breaking the curfew. Uh, apparently close friends and family will carry on having a buffet and drinks. Uh, I thought they weren't having drinks. I thought she'd banned alcohol from the wedding, or was that more lies? I thought she said no drinks the other day, didn't she specify? Doesn't want people getting drunk. 
But they have said that um, David and Victoria Beckham sent a bunch of white roses for the funeral with a message, our thoughts are with you. They say Kerry Katona's going to turn up. God in heaven, I wouldn't let her anywhere near it, I'm afraid. Jordan's not going. So that's good news, isn't it? And, uh, and there's going to be loads of people. And uh, Alban and Sons are giving their fee to the Children's Trust Fund. £25,000. How the hell do you work that out for a funeral? There's only one coffin, one car, then there'll be... What did they say afterwards? Was it six cars? 25,000 quid. They must be the most expensive funeral. I mean, this is, this is what people pay normally for a funeral. I think my mum's funeral was 2,800 or something like that, which I thought was about average. That was for one car, the hearse, the coffin, because they actually show you a catalogue. I don't know if you've ever been through it, but you go to the funeral director and they go, you know, we'll be looking after your mother, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then they then show you a catalogue and you pick out the one that you like. If you like this particular coffin, you go for that coffin. If you like this one, and, you know, they, they vary in price. So it's, what are we looking at? What's the matter? No, on the news. What? What are they saying? Oh, it's finished. All oh, right. So we'll never know what it was on the news. <laughs> was it not exciting? Or it might have been exciting. It wasn't exciting. Oh, it just looked bizarre. OK, right. We'll move away from that. So going back to this catalogue in the funeral director's home. And I, th- I think they said this is 1,100, and that includes the hearse and one car. Because the hearses, if you notice, they, very, they don't go very far. They just go from the funeral home to the, to the cemetery or the crematorium. And it's never far. They're like circus and funfair vehicles. They do low mileage. You look at a funfair vehicle, it will have low mileage on it for the simple reason that they only do the same circuit. They, you know, they only do the same circuit. So they've all got really, really low mileage on. So that's, uh, so that's good, isn't it? Uh, but unfortunately, they charge 25 grand. Crikey, that is a lot of money. And it's a, I think they've almost been pushed into that. I'm sure they'll go, no, 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 it's fine. But they're probably thinking, oh, oh here they are. There's more of these dogs' dinners. It's the same people uh, in the, oh, blimey, at Aintree. Punters donned their glad rags. There's one woman here. You've never seen anything like it. She's wearing what can only be described as a dressing gown with kind of like furry rabbit boots. You know, these, I mean, <laughs> God in heaven. Not an ounce of class among any of them. In other words, just fake tan and rough. Fake tan and rough. That kind of sums it up, really, doesn't it? There's also a, a little child here, Elena, who's an agony aunt, at the age of seven for a radio station. And uh, it's... Uh, I'm not even sure if we own this radio station. We seem to own most of them. I'm not sure if we own this particular one. But uh, she turns up on The Breakfast Show, and um, she says here, I say whatever comes into my head, and people like what I say. So she does problems. Her no-nonsense response to listeners' problems included, Dear Elaine, I've fallen out of love with my boyfriend. What should I do? Elena, at seven, change your locks and phone numbers. Pretend you're not in. Dear Elena, my 23-year-old brother is lazy and dirty. Tell him to get a job and stop watching television. Stunning, isn't it? It is Coventry. And you remember a lot of people were sent to Coventry some years ago. I'm assuming she's obviously one of them. Uh, A dream trip... For an L.A. dance show for 14 teen teen girls was ruined the other day. They turned up at the airport only to discover that the organiser has vanished and so has 30,000 quid of their money. It's amazing how much people will steal from people nowadays. The youngsters and their parents arrived at Heathrow eager to represent England in the International Dance Excellence Competition. But they were devastated to find there was no hotels reserved in California. There were no flights booked. The dance school boss, Bobby Newman, then discovered that her mum, Amanda Williams, had disappeared from her home on Wednesday morning and they've got a picture of her. You better come back very quickly, young lady, with 30,000 quid because you've upset a lot of girls. A lot of girls. Oh, look, here she is, Vicky Thorne. Vicky Vicky Thorne uh, is a WPC. 
Unfortunately, she's a bit more than a WPC. A bit more. She's, uh, she's a hooker as well. She charges £100 an hour. They all say that, but looking at her, she's really 20 quid up against a wall. And um, she was caught after advertising herself on a, on a website. She called herself Kelly. Uh, face blocked out on this website, eager to please and willing to take part in spanking and role-play. Apparently there's people willing to pay for this kind of rubbish. Anyway, she wouldn't entertain clients from Sunderland, where she was based. She was among eight women and six men held in a probe into prostitution and corruption. Uh, her family wept as she was led to the cells. <laughs> kind of a shock, isn't it? Kind of a shock. Uh, Rob says, her funeral is 21 cars. No, it's not. No, it's not 21 cars. No, we've already been told that it's six. Six cars. And it's not a £1,000 a car. Why do people write such stupid things? <laughs> it's, you know, £1,000 a car plus burial, 25000 I don't think so, I'm afraid. <laughs> don't think so. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, steve, cost my family over eight grand for one coffin for my dad, one car on the hearse, and that came cheap. You could pay that just for the coffin. Quite clearly been ripped off then, weren't you? Eight grand? Good God in heaven. You need, to, you need to start shopping around a bit more. About two grand is average now, including the hearse, the coffin, and one other car. Eight grand. I never really like it. It's absolute rubbish, isn't it? 84850, steveatlbc.co.uk. Uh, the good news is the Bryn and Annie are home again. Little old England, having spent a month in Florida visiting the places where we once had a villa, and boy, oh boy, is Annie thrilled to be back in her own bed listening to you. Both fit and well and have had a great time. He says, the kids have been staying at the house for a week before we left and have completely ruined the computer. I'm having to buy a new one. We have been computerless for five weeks and the new one's due next week and I'm borrowing this one. I've no idea if it will reach you. It will. Enjoy your uh, juicy brown bread toast as she switches on to the third person in our marriage again, says Bryn. Actually, the nice thing is, Bryn, that I mentioned uh, yesterday and the day before that the uh, Lady Rattlings are having a do this coming Sunday at the Kennethmore Theatre in Ilford. And they're all there. They've got uh, Steve Hewlett, who's a fantastic ventriloquist, uh, Julie Rogers, Don McLean. Uh, also, um, they've got loads of other people down there. They've got a Kylie Minogue tribute from Victoria Klusky. And they've also... Oh, I've got some papers here for John Warrington. And they've got uh, everybody else. So if you fancy going down... It's going to be the Rattlings Variety Show, 7.30, at the Kenneth Moore Theatre in Ilford. Tickets are just £12 from the box office, so uh, you, have, you have a good, good go down there. You'll enjoy it. It's absolutely wonderful. It's nice to have you both back with us again, and, uh, and I'm glad to hear that you're very chipper as well. So thank you for that. We, we have received both your emails, just in case you get a little bit panicky. Uh, Richard and Sarah said, imagine our surprise here. You mentioned St Paul's Cray this morning, which is in Orpington, not Essex. We lived there from 91 till 2006. And um, one of the reasons we moved to Sittingbourne was the amount of feral children who hang around in the area, damaging cars and buildings. Feral children. Got them everywhere. I mentioned at the beginning of the programme the thieving college students from uh, Richmond and Twickenham College uh, who were stealing from Iceland yesterday. Without a care in the world, they just thieve these people. It's awful. Steal. Steal. They literally, I mean, stupidly, Iceland, fools to themselves, have put um, sweets at the back of the store. You know, put them at the front where people keep an eye on them. They don't have the brightest staff in the world in there. Don't they have CCTV or something? No, they don't. No. So all they do is they just pick them off the shelves. They used to do it in Woolworths. I've watched people doing it, and you look at them and you go... I know. It's and, and they just look at you like it's quite normal to steal. So I want to go round to their place, break in, nick the telly, and then go, no, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> we just thought it was okay to steal. I couldn't resist looking at it through your living room window, Ridiculous, that large television that needed to be in so my annoying. house. It's so annoying. I've actually watched somebody in a, in a shop once, you know, who had one of those coats on oh, yeah. with all the pockets. Yeah. And I watched them. 
go round and yeah. you know one in the basket, one in the pocket. Yeah, and I was astonished. They actually think that if they turn up to the to the till and they've got a basket with a few items in, nobody's going to notice the items that they shoved in their pockets. No, exactly. You see, I want to take them straight outside and just shoot them. I'm um, so you know. I know it sounds a little bit over barbaric, a little bit barbaric. But what? What is? What is a deterrent? Most of the shops will go. Listen, they've nicked a packet of sweets, and the person nicking will go. It's only worth like twenty pin, twenty pence in it. And you go, yeah, multiply by a hundred times. That's my living. Yes. If I owned a sweet shop and I caught anybody stealing, I'm afraid I'd have to go and take them to Iran. We'd have their hands chopped off. Won't be stealing again, will you? Yeah, you have to spend an awful lot of money on the airfare. Well, I don't... Do you know, to be honest with you, it'd be worth it. And then you post a picture of them outside going, the last person who stole from here. But that's the thing you do, but you know you can't do that. I'll tell you what, I had an incident once at my work where I had an employee who stole from us yeah. money, a lot of money. Yeah. And I eventually caught them and I got rid of them. And I fired them and then I went to the police and I said, look, there's this man, here's the address, you can get in contact with them. I owed them a week's rent, a uh, week's rent, sorry, a week's wages, yeah. and they, um, the police said, you must pay them at wages, and I went, no, they've taken £2,000 of my money. He said, you must, by law, pay them that money, because they are innocent until proven guilty. Disgusting. I had to pay it out. Oh, don't, don't start me. <laughs> Richmond and Twickenham Council have actually got a shop open that cooks chicken, and it's got no fire alarms in it, and they've got no insurance, and yet it's open for business. How's that allowed? 14 to 6. These are the headlines. The Prime Minister says a deal struck at the G20 summit is the beginning of a fight back against the global recession. Gordon Brown and world leaders have agreed to a $1 trillion plan to try to bail out world economy. Air accident investigators are still looking for the helicopter which crashed in the North Sea, killing 16 people. And Madonna's expected to appear in court in Malawi where she wants to adopt a young girl. If the singer becomes the legal guardian of four-year-old orphan Mercy James, it'll be the second child from Africa that she's adopted. Don't check on the uh, roads. Ah, it's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Big problems for the M2. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's <clears throat> Steve Allen's early breakfast. Yeah, so there's, there's a place that's opened in Twickenham that serves fast food. They've got no <clears throat> fire alarms in there. God knows what happens if the place blows up or, uh, or catches fire. No insurance. You know, and also he doesn't even pay to take his rubbish away, and the council seem to go along with these balmy ideas. But they, they, the council must go in, and, or the fire brigade must go in and say... You know, we do a check on it, make sure they've got the right fire exits, if you employ people. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Not so in this case. Well, it's appalling. Yeah. Well, well that's Someone the should report them. Yeah. That's, but the council, you do nothing. Do nothing. They just do nothing. I don't know what the hell they do in those offices. I really don't. I just know that we're actually paying for it. And accepting that when we, 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 we pay money every month yeah. to, to have our rubbish collected. Yeah. You have to How pay. How much do you pay? It's about £75 a month. Well, this bloke's dumping all his rubbish in everybody else's bins. You can't do that. Food rubbish. Yeah, you can't do you that. You have to pay for that. Uh, if you the do council that... will, will say, well, how, how do you know it's his? Go, go... I'll prove it. I'll empty it out on the floor and I'll show you it's his. They go through our rubbish. Yeah. In fact, we put a bag out and they came in uh, that they said, you put an extra bag out yesterday. Yeah. We looked at them and went, okay. Yeah. Like, they're very officious. Yeah. And they have a go at you and they say, you, you cannot put a bag out on Monday because you haven't paid for Monday's bags. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. yes. You must put it out at a certain time and we check the bag and it had your, and they bring the bag back in and throw it in your office. Yeah. It's outrageous, isn't it? Well, the, 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 this one's disgusting. He's a crook as well, but that's another story. Uh, read the price of funerals. It's much cheaper for a cremation. With burial, you need to buy the plot. I don't think anybody should be buried. I'm sorry. I think everybody should have, should have cremation. For the simple reason that after about a couple of years, nobody goes to visit a gravestone. They really don't. 
But also as well... That's why cemeteries, they go, oh, I'll tell you what we'll do, let's make it into a children's play area, just move all the graves to the back. I know, that's what does happen. Yes. And it's expensive, the upkeep, because yes. you've got to pay, you've got to pay for the upkeep, as well as buying the plot, yeah. you've got to pay for the whole thing. Whereas cremation, I mean, some, most people I know now, when they've been cremated, they don't even have, like, a little plaque, like a little rose tree or anything. They just have their ashes just scattered and then yes. that's it. Yes, to be honest with you, I've, I've often wondered how they make money. And, of course, they make money every year, they dig out the rose tree... And you buy another one. Yes. So, in other words, I mean, no roses. Any uh, as any gardener will tell you, you put a rose in and you leave it and you prune it, look after it over the years. Not in not in gardens of remembrance. They dig them up every year and you buy another <laughs> one at twenty nine pound or whatever it is, and you have a little plaque. What's the point of a plaque? And then if you do go there and your plaque's looking a bit weather beaten, yeah. shall we say, you buy another. You have to buy. You say, oh, yeah. I think I'll have a new one. And then they say that's seventy five pounds or a hundred pounds. And of course, we actually cool. don't have anything for my parents. No, nothing, nothing at all. No, well, no, because they were both cremated, and it was a pointless exercise. They, they were, they're not in the ground where they were. They just happened to have been cremated at this particular crematorium. And what did you do with the ashes? Uh, they were just scattered. Just by the people? Just, just with they, they else. did it. They did it there. Yeah. I'm not one of these who believes in the fact that, you know, you want to take them home and stick them in an egg timer or something. <laughs> I never believed that my mother would work after death. She worked quite hard mm. enough during life, thank it's you very like, much indeed. And you didn't want her on the mantelpiece? No, we didn't want any of that at no, all. but some people do. They, fight, they have a great comfort for it. Yes, I'm sure they do. It was my next-door neighbour. She told me that when her mum died, her and her sister went to collect the, the ashes yes. from the... Um, the thing. And then they thought, well, we'd better go and do a bit of shopping. And they went to various shops and they realised when they got hop home, we've left my mum in the nationwide building society. What? <laughs> they, when they got back, Could have been the Halifax, couldn't <laughs> it? I mean, just as well. Nationwide always look after people. <laughs> and they did and they went back and they, it was sharp. <laughs> and they banged on you the door. You could look through the window and go, she's there! <laughs> we left our mother! <laughs> and it's a funny story, I thought. Oh, so, but, and then, so, then they said it actually hit them and they actually cried yeah. because they, it suddenly came out, but they thought their mum would have found it very amusing. See, I always think... How do you know that you've got all your, your relative? You might have some of somebody else. Exactly. You don't know, do you? Because what they do no. is they're, they're put in and they've got two or three burners at the same time. Did they, the, did they burn the coffin? Oh, the whole lot goes in. Oh, it's yes. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yes, everything goes in. They don't sort of open coffins here. They just put them straight yeah. in. They did a programme on the telly behind the scenes just to allay people's fears because for some reason in this country we all go, oh, my God, I don't want to know about it. But you should, you should know about it. All my mothers had a squeaky trolley. Even worse, because when the when you go to the crematorium, it either goes through a curtain... I don't like that. ...or it goes down. Or... And because I'd been there four times before, I knew it was going to go down, so I nudged my brother and said, it's going to go down. And so it went down, and then, of course, you can hear them unloading it when it gets down to the next level, and the trolley had a squeaky wheel. That's so all we could hear was... That's terrible. Oh, dear God, how awful was and that? You're, and you're upset anyway. Well, strangely <coughs> enough, not during that. Afterwards, you're upset. Afterwards, yeah, afterwards, it's afterwards. Because it's final. Yeah, because you get through the thing. Yeah. You see, I would always say that if, if I'm, you're going to cremate me, not today. No, 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 seriously, but, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the weekend. Please, well, after the weekend. <laughs> well, okay, after the weekend, sorry, it's after. I don't want anybody to see my coffin going through those curtains or down into a hole. Well, do you, uh, do, well you can just, you can have it. A vanishing so that, trick or something. You can just stay there, yeah. and then you leave, oh, I see and then I... I'll go afterwards. Why do you not want people to? Because I think that's terribly, terribly. I think that's the worst thing. You see, I want goes through. I'm going to, on yours. I want you to go through. I'll run behind, put on a bejeweled glove, <laughs> put it through the curtain, and wave. <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> that, that I do. If you they did that on the television. But they, <laughs> the vanishing trick sounds better. But you're right. You, you can walk out and leave it mm. there. But I always. You'd prefer to see it go? Because you know who actually starts it off? The, the, the vicar or the priest, they have a, a button they that do. they push, they do, da-da-da-da-da, and then we all go down to pray, and that's when he pushes the button. 
And, and it, it's as quiet as they can make it. But. And it's timing, because they're timing you, because there's another minutes, one waiting to come in. 20 minutes in and out. Fabulous it's business. Very Ian, fast. You know? It's guaranteed. And there's a queue. As fast as you come in, they say, would you like to come out this way, have a look at the flowers, and then as you're out that way, the next lot's coming in. Yes. Good morning. Who have we lost yes, today? Yes. Yeah. And there's a name. that They put names on the flowers. It's quite a business. It's one of those businesses that, that's vital, is it? It's like dentistry, yeah. the death business, yes. and the hair business. Yes. I've got to sneeze. <laughs> Bless <laughs> you. <laughs> <coughs> I might sneeze again, actually, in a minute. No, three. What does it say? One a wish, two a kiss, three. Mm. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> exciting today. Nothing trivial, you? I hope. Nothing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> trivial. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. Ian says, sorry to correct you. Oh, yeah. I very rarely do I admit on these things. Go on, but hotels will give you a smoking room on request, holiday inns, etc. Yes. As long as they are a hotel that offer that service. Yes, yeah, some hotels don't offer the and service. And more and more hotels are going in the non-smoking anywhere. So yeah. you can't... They, they, when you make your reservation, it says, this is a non-smoking hotel. Right. That, that means you can't suddenly go there and say, can I, you know, can I smoke in my room? Because no. I find it a bit stupid, really. You have pubs where you can't smoke, restaurants where you can't smoke because they're public places. All pubs And yet a smoke. hotel is a public place. You're a member of the public going in and staying in a room. Why should you be allowed to smoke? Because you're renting that room. By the hour, in some cases, but you know, you are rented. That becomes your your room, and that was the only well, one. Why, that why got couldn't it. you, for for a wedding reception, say you you rent the room, public place? Well, so is the room a public place? You're inviting but people it. in, yeah, and it's okay. A public... Everybody, close the doors. Okay, now my space. No, 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 no. Right. It doesn't work like that. Excepting in the G20 summit, yeah, where there they are in the Excel Centre, and in normal in normal circumstances, if you're in the Excel Centre, you would have to come out of that building into the open air to smoke. Oh, dear God. No, no, no. Open air. Yeah, no roof over you of any kind oh, right. or anything. You must be in the open air. But of course. They did that so that those people didn't have to leave. And so they made a special law just with themselves for those one days because Barack Obama smokes. Does he? Oh, yes. Barack Obama smokes? He smokes, yeah. Oh, dear Lord. I didn't know that. I wondered if he li lights up on Air Force One as he's coming across the Atlantic. Do you think going to say, Mr. President, you can't smoke on here? I'm the president. Exactly. All right. Don't tell me what to do. Actually, the funny thing is, whenever you look at... Oh, we've got to take a short break. Whenever you look at old British films, though, they always have everybody smoking there. Oh, we've got to go, we've got to go. No, we haven't. We've got to go in a minute. Oh, I know. Why is this clock wrong, then? What am I looking at? Am I looking at the right time? Oh, yes, I am looking at... Sorry, I'm looking no. at... I can't read the time this morning. I'm having a breakdown. You could have written twice, in numerics, and on a, a normal clock. I know. <laughs> I can see Yesterday, it. it was bad enough, because the, the poor soul driving the breakfast show, he couldn't read the clock either. He was even worse so than So your I timing was, was all And right. he doesn't even wear glasses. At least I've got the excuse I wear glasses and I can't read half the time. And I'm diabetic. He's all right. And you have got a computer screen in front of you, which will also have the time on it I can't somewhere. Read it. Where? Where is the time oh, on actually, that? I was just looking. Yeah, there isn't there, there, is it? Oh, there it is, in the bottom right-hand corner. Oh, I haven't got it on mine. Johnny says, I now realise that a 12-year-old can write a script for EastEnders. The ongoing saga of Danielle telling Ronnie who she, uh was, came to a sudden end. Yep, Walford is the place where you get knocked down by a fellow cast member when they run out of ideas or a black cab takes you away. <laughs> well done, the script writer did extra lunch money for your school meal. Got you more cynical than I am. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. You can put your business... Morning, everybody. It's nice to be company. It's eight minutes past six. It's Friday morning. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, 97.3. So, uh, Natalie Cassidy, pictured in the paper today. I'm going to show John Warrington Bridge very quickly. Oh, it's, it's, it's not a good look, going out drinking pints. She looks great there. Yeah, she looks great. That, that yeah. was after she brought out the DVD. 
which she lost all the weight. And then she did that programme, I told you about, Britain's yeah. Best, which I thought was very good. And now she's piled the pounds on again. It's and not she easy. She pint. Not easy, but... It's you... very easy to go back into. Oh, you put your weight it. back on. Tell Except me. you, of course, who's felt like. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so lucky to be so... Well, you want to have a look as well? <laughs> oh, God, well here we go. Right, there, look. See, look, from that to... It's not a look, is it? Amanda's felt like. Am I? I bet you've got lovely shoes on. You've always I got think nice she shoes on. Sixteen stone, fairly well, to be honest with you. <laughs> well. That's yeah, just a handbag. Very well. Unfortunately, from where I'm looking, it's mainly on the back. But I mean, I want to be rude. <laughs> Poor girl, a, she's a slip of a girl. Now, whose autobiography would you want to read? If, if if you could have any celebrity's autobiography, who would you want to read? I want someone interesting. Mm. I thought uh, Barbara Windsor's was fantastic. Yep. Dale's was quite good. I loved Barbara's, and I loved the way that when she was money laundering for her husband at <laughs> yes. the time, she apparently... And it just reminded me of a scene out of, I think, Dad's Army, where they, they give one of the girls in Dad's Army this thing to hold, and it's so heavy, she just falls backwards. <laughs> and Barbara, apparently, used to stagger into the offices carrying suitcases which were full of money, but she didn't know it was full of money. And I could, it just to me, it just conjured up a scene from a carry-on yeah. of some little lady <laughs> carrying these suitcases, which if they burst open, she'd be going, well, where the bleeding hell's that come from? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> it would be so right. funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> Carol Vorderman is going to write... I know, you've said... Oh, now, that's the same reaction I've had from other people. Yeah, not really interesting. She's Carol going Vorderman. to write uh, a no-holds-barred autobiography. Now, I must be honest that when they say no-holds-barred, that's their way of trying to sell it to you. Frankly, I wouldn't be interested. The reason I wouldn't be interested is because she earned, for each show she did, £4,000. This is the only reason she's writing it, is because she earned four grand a show and they wanted it cut down to 400 <laughs> now, you ask most people, they'd be very grateful to earn £400 a show. Yes, I you know, think very, it's quite very nice, gratefully. nice money. And so she says, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be writing the full story of my departure, along with the account of the death of Richard Whiteley. Well, you see, I... A whole uh, book? A whole book. Just a chapter? A, I would think a chapter. I mean, that's all I she's... I love Richard Whiteley. That's all she's ever done, really, isn't it? Well, she has done other things, but it's because of the fact that she did Countdown, she was allowed or able to do the other things, because one kicks off the other. Yeah. So, she... once, so, once, so once people do, do television, as you know, that then sometimes, in many people's case, opens up doors, you all of a sudden do loads of other things. Yes, or they say, you're really not attractive enough for television. Can I suggest radio? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Gary Bushell said that of me once. He said, Steve Allen, great face for radio. Which, of course, you know, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Well, he's just got a great face for newspapers. He has. Yes, great face for newspapers. Or great voice for newspapers, as they say. Yes, yes, they don't even put him on radio, <laughs> no. which is even worse. Yeah, Now, self. you see, the thing is about her, she's, she is a very clever girl. She's this wonderful math mathematical yes. mind. And she's nice-looking and everything else. But what is she going to write about that would interest... What does anyone write about? These young people. You see, I, there are certain people who come into the business and they write their autobiographies, and you think, I'm really not that interested. No. I think there was probably more left out of Dale's autobiography than was put in it. Well, I think that's probably, probably for, for legal the best. Reasons. Yes, that's probably for the best. <laughs> if the stuff he told me was to be believed, I think it would have been hilarious. But, you know, there are certain things you can't put in. And when people say it's going to be no holds barred, lawyers look over them now very carefully. Of course. Andrew Mars was pulped because he, uh, he libelled. And uh, so they literally withdrew all the books, and they've had to pay substantial damages to Aaron Pitsy, because he, he, well, because he, he made untrue statements, yeah. and that's and that's the thing now. So when they go, I'm going to be telling you the story about so and so, so and so. Unless you can substantiate them, they will sue. Of course they will. People are dying to do People that. People are dying to sue you <clears> because <throat> it's you know because it means that they're they're, they're going to get money out of it. I mean, what was the when was 
I like, you see, I like, um, they're not autobiographies, but I like history books where oh, yeah. <clears throat> you get a, bo- a book on Queen Victoria or, or, or some Duchess of Devonshire or something like that. I find that very, very interesting. But of course, that's when it's written by somebody else. Mind you, most of the, a lot of those autobiographies are written by somebody else. Oh, they're all ghosted. 90% yeah. are ghosted. They're penned, as they say, yes. aren't they? It was yeah. penned by Steve Allen. Um, I love, um, Dennis Norden's. Oh, no, really, I like that. Oh, you see, the trouble is, you get somebody like Dennis, <laughs> who's done... He's done everything. He's been in the business, and he's written for so many people. He's got a history. Somebody's been on television five minutes. What a, what history is that? Nothing. And if you've only done one thing... Yeah. Is that why would you want to read a, a newsreader's autobiography? Because all they've done is read the news. Because we... Pardon me. Seem to have this insatiable appetite for other people's business. Mm. See, Dennis Norden's I read because I because I'm fascinated by Dennis Norden. Bryn Williams, who writes to us on a regular, he's a toastmaster, so he's worked with loads of people. That would make an interesting read. That would. That would make an interesting read because he will have got people in bad moods. Yeah. People saying you can't call me that, or mm. there are people. Um, uh, lots of people who, who they will say to the Toastmaster, this is how I want to be announced. Yes. Sir Steve Allen. There's lot of people who've got... Nice- I think that could be possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm a little bit excited by that. Perhaps Lord? I think Dame would be more in keeping. <laughs> there is nothing like a day. Exactly. But no, I mean, there are certain... But some people, you know, they, they go on a reality show. There's some, there was some girl on The Apprentice kicked off, Miss Misery Face. Looked like a squashed pineapple inside out. And she said, I'm going to be writing a book, which I'm sure Sir Alan will be wanting to read. I thought, we're not even interested in you, dear. Why be interested in reading a stupid book about you? Oh, these people are mad as March hairs. David Banks is in this morning. I'm not at liberty to discuss which bar Nick Ferrari was drinking in last night. Were they out? They were... On the razzle? Such a good clue there. But anyway, uh, yes, they were. They were. <laughs> really? They're going to be talking about the G20 summit this morning. Um, and uh, lots of other things. Plus, should a murderer who got pregnant while still in prison be allowed to raise her daughter while still locked up? Blimey. I'm not sure Sounds about that. Discuss. I know that when they... Lots of people have babies in prison, don't they? Do they? Yes. How do they get pregnant? I mean, they're, well, they they're already pregnant the when they go out. Oh, go I see. In. Right. How do they get pregnant? Well, I don't know. What Strange do things think? happen. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'll, I'll try not to. La, 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 la. <laughs> uh, morning to Barry Burnett. Morning, young Barry. Oh, morning, Barry. His, his, I didn't know Victor Spinetti was his client. Oh, I like Victor Spinetti. Yes. Mm. Got a fabulous around area uh, stories he has, old Victor He's lovely. Yes. A we have trooper. had him in for In Conversation, I think. I think, yeah. certainly have. And uh, Yvonne in Luton says, we will hear from Jade Goody again. Probably through Derek Acora. <laughs> yes, all that again. Yes. yes. Didn't That'll I be see, funny, won't it? <clears throat> at the airport yesterday, didn't I see a th- an OK magazine with Jack's la- latest interview? Jack's latest and only interview. He's apparently earned £140,000 since Jade's death for photo shoots and everything else, and he's writing an autobiography. I don't even mm-hmm. want to go there, I'm afraid. I what about Life Inside? Yes, Life, How I Beat Up a 15-Year-Old Boy, How I Nearly Strangled a Taxi Driver. I mean, I just yeah. I find it absolutely abhorrent. Well, he's coming up for... Um, trial and it, you'll get the results of what, whether he goes to prison or not yes. soon won't he oh, well. okay <clears throat> it's uh 6 15 you're her imagine him in a gay bar anyway uh, really 6 20 is the time i do want to know more oh i'm absolutely convinced. and there was i in malta yes princess eugenie uh is uh, pictured out today uh she's been caught actively smoking i'm afraid oh, oh poo she must smell uh here she is uh you know, you mooching think around never in smoked Yes. Which one? I mean, it's very strange, isn't it? That uh, she was wearing a hoodie, but then lit up a fag. Really? I know. It seems a bit odd, doesn't it, really? I don't know why she just didn't do it. I mean, you know, it's not a criminal offence yet. Harry smokes. Yes, Harry smokes. And Camilla smokes. Yeah. And I think the Queen has... 
I would think, has a very occasional one after a, a late night supper with Philip. the Queen? She used to smoke, you see. Princess Margaret did. Yeah, and so did the Queen. Yeah, really? Yeah, she wants... The Queen? The Queen. The Lord, Queen. I'm surprised. The, she, the lovely lady in pink with grey hair who gave an iPod to, yeah. to Mr. and Mrs. Obama. Um, th- she did. She did used to smoke quite a lot, actually. Really? In her early days, and but everybody smoked in the forties. Yeah. Oh, everybody did. Um, Steve, uh, you were talking about cremations. When my father was cremated, uh, we asked the funeral director if the ashes we got back were just the ashes of my father, or would it be mixed with the ashes of others who'd been cremated? Would it? It mm. could have been. Must be. Well, I suppose, you see, um, um, the answer he gave back, I don't want to repeat, because it might be offensive to some people, but uh, I think there is a chance they're going to be mixed with other people's. Yeah. They're going to have to be, I don't, unless they clear them out completely at the end of each impossible. thing. I don't, it would be impossible. <clears throat> Tell me, if, if you're cremated with your wedding ring, or a piece of jewellery on... It, they have you... a, a grinder. They grind it up, They, they? have a... Th- I'll tell you what they do. I'll tell you exactly what they do. And I know this, because I saw this programme. After you've been cremated, they then scrape out the ashes... Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it goes into a pot and they put it into a machine and the machine has got an electromagnet in it. It takes out any fillings or things like that. Oh, right, yes. And the gold in it is filtered through and then um, taken out. Right. Because my mother used to say to me, she said, because you've got a gold tooth at the back, she said, I'm having that dug out before we bury you. <laughs> That's a bunch. Oh, well, so your wedding, so if you buried with your wedding You wouldn't ring. be buried with your wedding rings. <clears throat> Why not? Well, because you would give them to, well, because, well you, you'd be the last you'd ever see of them. Because someone would nick daft. them. Well, I don't think anybody... No, nobody would nick them. Because, but, I well, mean, it would be silly, wouldn't it? You, people nick from them. Iceland. Why wouldn't they nick yes, from there? Yes, it's true, actually. Of course that is only students from the college. Who see that, <laughs> and so you, you're then in a coffin, and you don't see the body again, and it's put into the ground. Yeah. Or it's gone... And you had a wedding ring, and you go, oh, that's rather nice, I'll take that one. They're doing, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, a fake funeral, they said, tomorrow for Jade Goody. They're going to go through with it, but they're not going to tell people where she's being buried. I'm thinking, surely people will know. Won't take them, won't be too difficult to find out. So why are they doing a fake one? Well, they're doing it fake because they don't want, they say, peculiar people to start turning up and writing wailing. things. Or wailing or doing whatever they do, I don't mm. know. It's a bit odd, really. Well, then why have a public funeral like that at all? Strangely enough, cameras are banned from inside the church because the mother, you remember the mother, has said she doesn't want it turned into a circus. I'm thinking, (laughs) would you like to come outside here? This is is the woman who sort of came outside and said, please, you know, my daughter's gone, Uh, can we just be left alone? Went back inside, five minutes later, out with full makeup on (laughs) to do the interviews. (laughs) I, too, would have full makeup on. I I think you would have to have. I'd have to. I would think you would have to have. Definitely. Uh, and from uh, Ola, who says very good. I know an Ola, actually. We know a Faye and an Ola. And an Ola. I know an Ola. An Ola as well. Yeah. All right. Nice names. Um, from Marks and Spencer's. And she said, good morning, Steve. Can you tell Madonna to come and adopt me as well? I'm an African child. <laughs> <laughs> it's an O that we could all be adopted, Ola. O that we could all be adopted. It's my, my friend Susie. She does this thing. I said to her, you've parked in that car parking space again. She said, yes, I know. She said, I always park there. So I said, but it's for... Mothers with children. She said, I am a mother and I have children. There's nothing up there that says they have to be with me. Oh. <laughs> so she parks in the mothers with children bit because it's closer. Very naughty. Johnny says the average person in the street past <laughs> the age of 40 could probably write an interesting autobiography. Lots of unknown people have a rich and varied life. I presume £4 million a year, Mylene smiling with attempted class <clears> as a novel out. 
I don't think she has, actually. I'll ask, I'll ask Jonathan, her agent. He'll know these things. He, he, he will tell us about these has things. Has she not written a book? Because some of them are... I don't know. <clears throat> you get Big Brother people that have written books. They've been in there five minutes. Yes, they will disappear. Everybody's disappeared from Big Brother. And people like my, uh, Wayne Rooney yes. and all of those sort of things. They, they write books, don't they? Uh, Steve, when will the f- uh, f- LBC photos be on the website? Yeah, but, well, I've got no... I want to know when. Are they not on there been, they, um, Well, at the moment, a couple of the presenters have to be airbrushed. I don't want to name any names, but a couple really? of them, they have to be airbrushed. Because some of them are old before their time. There was one, one particular presenter who's only quite young, but looked very old. So they're, they're having to smooth out the lines and everything else without doing Botox. And, uh, <laughs> but that's the last result. A little bit it? difficult because he actually wants that. Oh, I've given it away. It's a man. Oh, I'm sorry about that. So Fiona Bruce... Yeah. ...doesn't like looking at herself in the mirror. She looks in the mirror and does not like what she sees. I know that. Isn't that funny? Because I think she looks great. <laughs> great. I, I do too. I'd be happy to look like that. She's a nice girl. I do with thirty-two double D. I've got no idea, but I mean, you know, perhaps we'll deal with that problem when she, we get to it. She looked lovely when she did the uh, that program. You know, where they go and look for your um, your family tree, and they go yeah. back. And she looked lovely on that program. Yeah, I very think natural, so, yeah. nice looking. But does she not have that look for television presenter on there? She, not, she does Antiques Roadshow, doesn't she? she yes. was, it was, there, was, there were letters in the Times saying that um, she, she makes the programme too sexy. She's trying to be all sexy on it. Yeah. Because it's not a sexy programme at all, is it? It's the no, lot, it's not a sexy programme. All the other presenters have never really been sexy. Yeah. Have they? I don't know. I thought Arthur, Arthur Negus was fairly <laughs> sexy in his own little... I loved Arthur Negus. He had that, that reassuring comforting approach to broadcasting. It was lovely, wasn't it? Was like, mind you, I like Frank Boff, you see. I thought Frank, Frank, Frank Boff, Boff was very warm. I mean, admittedly, some of the things that in his private life are not so exciting. But that's his private life. Well, exactly, it's supposed to be a private life. As long as it doesn't interfere with your work life, it should be okay. Yes, you should just keep them completely separate. The fact that I get out of here and start reupholstering sofas is my business. Got nothing to do with anybody else. I thought you were emptying bins today. Yes, helping the. I am council. going to be emptying bins today. Yes, <laughs> Mark says you can now have your ashes scattered in the sky via a firework. <clears throat> yes, I've heard of that. Oh yes, yes, I have that. That's quite. Although nice, frankly, actually. I don't really want a load of people standing in the garden and up you go, and then people get covered in ash. You know, that's not very pleasant. No, because it, it? it could be. What would you like to be? Would you like to be a yeah. Roman candle? Yeah. Or a rocket. What would you um, choose? A Roman candle or a rocket? I think probably a rocket, to be honest. It would have to be a rocket. Yes, go straight to heaven. Yes. <laughs> yes. Guaranteed. I, 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 and then bang, and then you get a big, oh my God, there he is, all over the place Beautiful. as usual. Yeah, I quite That's like a lovely that. thing to do. It, it would be, actually. I wonder mm. which companies would, would do that. Oh, well. Really company would. Uh, would you continue to speak to people, says Paul, after they've spat at you when a bus was late? I drive a bus and I used to greet everyone until I got spat at five times in two years. I don't say a word now. I and can't believe that, that somebody would... If somebody spat, I'd, I'd stop the bus, turn off the engine, on the phone, call the police, have them thrown off the bus. You know, simple as that. I'm, I'm, I don't have any that kind of stuff no, nowadays. It's I hate people spitting in the street anyway. It's a disgusting, filthy habit. And it is nice when a bus conductor says good morning. I would say good morning to the bus conductor. I have had people getting up saying, <clears> thank you, driver. Oh, yes, lots of people get off do, the that. Bus. do that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he has. He's got you from bus stop A yeah. to bus stop B without hitting anybody I wouldn't else. have any children on the bus after six o'clock at night, I'm afraid. You want to get on the bus, you pay on the bus, and you don't go upstairs. You sit downstairs where we can see you. Well, you Simple can see upstairs because they've got CCTV. <laughs> yeah, they never look. This is LBC 97.3. Brace yourselves. He's back. Phil Blacker, sports editor with the sports news, and we'll have a preview of the national as well. 
We will indeed, yeah. Good morning. Alan Shearer has admitted he's facing a daunting start as Newcastle manager as he prepares his players to face Chelsea tomorrow. Shearer has eight games to try and save the club from relegation, but the Blues have to win it at St James's Park to stay in the Premier League title race. Shearer says he couldn't be facing a much more difficult match to start with. It's tough, but you give me eight games in the Premier League that aren't going to be tough. It couldn't probably have been, it couldn't have been any tougher than, than what we've got on, uh, on Saturday against Chelsea. Svenjorn Eriksson has been sacked as coach of Mexico. The former England boss lost his job after seeing his side slip to fourth in their World Cup qualifying group following a 3-1 defeat by Honduras. Eriksson was appointed last June, but Mexico have won just one of their last seven matches under it. Lewis Hamilton has gone seventh fastest in the first practice session for Sunday's Malaysian Grand Prix. Jensen Button came third with Nico Rosberg in the Williams going quickest. The second session starts in about half an hour. England's cricketers take on the West Indies in the deciding one-day international in St Lucia later. The series is level at two each going into the final match of the tour. After recent comments suggesting he wasn't happy on tour, England batsman Kevin Peterson is trying to put the record straight. I just want people to know and they should know how committed I am and I think my stats prove up till now how committed I am to try and win games for cricket and be the best player that benefits England. Andy Murray's through to the semi-finals of the Miami Masters, the British number one cruise pass for Nando Vadasco. In straight set, 6-1, 6-2 last night, revenge for being beaten by the Spaniard in the Australian Open back in January. Murray now faces Juan Martin Del Potro, who put out world number one Rafael Nadal, and says he'll be ready for it. I played every match sort of around, you know, one, two o'clock, um, you know, when it's been pretty brutal conditions, so it's nice to, to play in the evening. Uh, obviously got a quick one as well, so, you know, it wasn't physically uh, too demanding. And the Grand National meeting continues at Aintree today. They also go at Bath and Musselburgh with an evening card at Wolverhampton. And Steve Allen's racing tip is next. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. Well, the papers today are absolutely full of lovely pictures of the lovely girls of Liverpool. Uh, have you seen them? Not yet, no. Some lovely girls out at Aintree. Out at Aintree, yeah. It really is uh, a case of... I've got to find it for you because it's, it's, it'll gladden your heart, actually. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I think... I can't remember which paper we found it in. Was it The, was it the Sun? I think it was, in, it was in The Sun. Very funny, indeed. And, and the reason it's actually very funny is because, quite clearly, they've got no idea what to wear <laughs> for these things. I don't know why. They haven't got any idea. There of is what one to... in the. Uh, she's not too bad in the Telegraph. Yeah, she, she, she's mm, possible. Nice. She, she's lovely, actually. Sorry, there. Nice looking girl. Yeah, she's got a pipe beer for you there. <laughs> oh, <to> be <laughs> even better. Which is quite nice. Oh, I can't find the blooming thing. But anyway, it, it will come to me later, and then I will show you exactly what they're all wearing. But it's just. Oh, there you go. They're, they're, there's some of them. Lovely, sure. attractive girls up there, aren't they? Battersea <laughs> <laughs> Dogs Home on tour. <laughs> Are they bad? It really it's, well, it's, quite, it's quite frightening because I, I don't know where they get either the fake tans from or the uh, the outfits. But I don't they know look which as is worse, to be honest. Sorry, I don't know which is worse. It's dreadful, isn't it? Mercy. I've shown them to everybody. You have a look at their. I mean, some poor crone wearing a dressing gown <laughs> and wearing those boots yeah. with the rabbit things on there. Awful. I mean, it's sorry. They're awful. Pitiful, isn't it? Really dreadful. The worst thing is they like. I'm in a pay, weren't I? Done with a <laughs> done with an accent. Anyway. um... Alex has offered you the chance to go racing, so I'm going to let John contact you, Alex, over that. Mm, He's lovely. offered you a choice of five venues. Uh, however, yesterday, just in case Mr Blacker thought we'd moved away from him, <laughs> third with Starluck. Mm, lost two, £4.79. They're good sitting there smiling, going disappointing. It's not good enough. If I was a headmaster, there'd be trouble over this. <laughs> Hebridean was fourth for Alex, so he's now down to £27.71. So Friday's selection, uh, Aintree... Or jawn each way. Okay. Or jawn each way. And I've got, I've got a Grand National pick for you as well. So, today, the 235 at Aintree, or jawn 
each way. What are you going right. to go for? Uh, I've actually gone for a Grand National pick. Is my uh, is that allowed? Is oh yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. if you want. Yes, I thought it had to be done. Saying as we're not here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I've gone for Rambling Minster in the Grand National. Tomorrow. Right. And well, he he's is, is that the. Uh, Apparently, it's the John Smith's Grand National now. <laughs> is it sponsored? It is. Is it? Isn't it? Let's see. Well, we're not getting any money. It's just the Grand National to <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Saturday, the 4.15, Black Appalachia. I oh, right. Black Appalachia. I was going to go for My Will. Yep. And you know, the Sun wanted to change it for Jade's Will. Did they really? They actually tried, and the jockey club said, no, you can't. We're not going to just change <laughs> I was going to say, change it's horse's so just can't, can't see how that would work. They said, no. in tribute to Jade's. <laughs> I thought, I'm really, no, no, we're not doing that at all. So that's the, that's the selection. So I'm, I'm going to go for My Will. Okay. Which is the favourite. It is, yeah, I was going to say, hot, tipped, hotly tipped. Hotly tipped, but then, of course, you know, we've seen this happen well. before. You go there, and the favourite, da, 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 and then yeah. all of a sudden, some donkey written by another <laughs> midget will pass yeah, it and yes, ruin my day completely. But we, we do love it, and we will be watching. <clears throat> If only to see what funny little outfits the girls of Liverpool are wearing. <laughs> so that's, that's good news. Do you think Colleen will be there? Colleen, yes, I apparently. would imagine so, yeah. The bookies mm. are taking bets on what colour she's wearing as uh, they say she's pregnant. She is, yeah, apparently. So is, it, is it baby blue or will it be pink? It'll be some ghastly outfit that doesn't suit her either way, but it'll be terribly expensive. <laughs> so it doesn't really <laughs> yes, matter, it does it? it will be very Although expensive. I, I, was, I was led to believe that the reason they, they'd rumoured she was pregnant is because on her Twitter page or her Facebook, and then somebody said she doesn't have a Facebook page, it's a, it's a made-up mm. one. So she might not even be pregnant. No. Well, dear. It's quite a, a big thing to say that you're pregnant, though, <laughs> if, they, if, if the source is Which that. is if you imagine Wayne Rooney falling on top of you. I mean, that's a bit <laughs> frightening in itself. Anyway, enough of that jollity. <laughs> Phil, thank you. Thank you. We shall see Phil back uh, after seven this morning with Nick Ferrari on The Breakfast Show. You liked those, those pictures, did you, John? I think they're <laughs> fantastic. I can't believe that girl, the woman in Ugg boots. I know. I'm just looking at the horses. Is it really is ugly, isn't it's it? It's 345, isn't it, the Grand National tomorrow? Is it 345? Topham Chase, is that what it's called? No, no, it's called the Grand National. That is the Topham Chase, I'm just looking at the... But all at Aintree, because there's lots of other races. Yes, exactly. I think it's 4.15 tomorrow or something like that. 4.15. Anyway. Uh, Jan says, can you delay your demise until at least May the 26th? The thought of breaking the news to 500 people. Yes, I can well imagine. I'll be another year older then. Yes. A lot of people... Uh, I want to know about the LBC photo. Me too, actually. Me too. I want to know about that. Uh, Are they allowed to smoke in prison cells, says Mark. I'm Um, not so sure. I don't think so. Yes, we're not <clears throat> sure about that. I think you go outside to smoke. You go out for the walk, don't you? You take your well, daily in exercise. <clears throat> in prison, you, you have can't to go just out. wander out for a cigarette. No, but they they take you outside, don't they? To yeah. the to the to the yard. Yeah. Also, they do in all those films I've ever watched, mm. and they go outside and they have a bit of, a, a bit of a fag. Mm. Poor old Maria says some cheeky so and so has parked their motorbike on my property. I've rang the police and the council. Both said they could do nothing. It's not stolen. I wouldn't mind them parking there if they asked me first. It's the principal. Yes, that is a bit annoying, actually. I don't know what the... Th- what do you mean somebody's parked it on... Well, they parked it in her drive? Well, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's parked on her, her property. Can't which you is, remove which is it? Which a bit annoying. Yeah. Worrying, isn't it? Yeah, just put it out onto the pavement. Yes, I'd just move it out there. Mm, I'd well, just sort of push it out there and let it fall over. And put a little note on it and say, don't park here again, please. <laughs> no, don't even put anything on it. <laughs> don't put anything on it at all. Uh, Steve, uh, most people would hire a coach rather than have the cost of 21 cars for Jade. They're not having 21 cars. We've already explained to you they're having six cars. They don't know 21 people. 21 cars is absurd. There weren't that many people at the wedding. You can have your ashes made into a diamond. Really? Yes, apparently. I've heard of that before. Yeah, but then who would you leave the diamond to? (laughs) Anybody could get their hands on it, I should imagine. Anybody. Uh, What do you make of Shilpa Shetty joining EastEnders? She won't. She's with Max Clifford now. And so, yeah, she's with Max. So, of course, start reading stories about Shilpa Shetty. (laughs) They will all start on Sunday after the funeral. Oh, no, probably not after Sunday. Sunday will have the funeral pictures. 
and mm-hmm. and then next week there'll be stories of Shilpa Shetty and then Jack Tweed uh, being sentenced. I think he's coming up for sentencing in about a week and a bit. Yes, just after Easter, I think. Yeah, so we'll uh, watch that. Um, and uh, Little John today, talking in the Daily Mail, says here he is, Russell Brand, the global village idiot. Honestly. What a fool this man is. He says... Um, uh, th- this man epitomises a generation of self-obsessed exhibitionists who dress up their self-gratification by pretending to have a social conscience. This is the man who uh, is also joining a whole group of people out there, the, the protesters. Yeah, I saw ones, Who are actually dressed in designer hoodies and trainers, knocked out by wage slaves, paid a pittance in Far Eastern sweatshops. Yeah. Russell uh, Brand, of course, has just been jetting around the world, coining in Hollywood, playing to packed houses on a sellout tour of Australia and luxuriating on a five-star holiday. So what was he doing there? He was laughing at the protesters. None of this gubbins, ladies and gentlemen, about believing he was there to sort of have a social conscience. He's coining it in. And when he, when he was asked, Asked what yeah. he was doing there, he he actually, um, oh, um, 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 he did all this kind yeah. of a, I'm not really sure, and, and all that kind of thing. What was he there for anyway? This is the man <laughs> who makes filthy, disgusting phone calls, ladies and gentlemen. He's, uh, he's just pretending, I'm afraid. He's, uh, he's one of these, you know, these sort of mockney people who pretend to be part of the people, and yet he's uh, probably quite well spoken, isn't Quite he? a few million. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, very one. Uh, Brian said, if someone parked on your property and... And you were there, and you secured the said property. Could you be charged with theft of the vehicle? No, as long as you don't damage the vehicle. That's why you have private clamping companies. Yes. will clamp a vehicle. As long as they don't damage it, it's fine. Somebody says you can smoke in cells. How disgusting to be allowed to smoke in cells. And how do you know that? Have you been in one? Well, exactly. That, there is that danger. Yes. Somebody says, isn't a prison cell classed as home? No. As can, probably for so many of them, it probably is home, I should yes, imagine. regular. As Jack Tweedle's probably about to find out. He's already been there once, hasn't he? He'll probably have to go there again. Um, from St Andrews to Highgate for no reason. If you're already enough of it... What is this? London bus proper solution. I don't know, he's quite mad, I'm afraid. He's poor Andrew. He doesn't seem to know anything from at St. all. St Andrews to Highgate? I don't know. He's, who knows? Drinking, probably. Uh, Steve says, Richie, I was taught you always thank the bus driver as it's only good manners. I'm surprised when I hear people just get off. It's so very rude. Well, Unfortunately, people are like that, Richie, nowadays. They are very rude. I always... I, when I put my eyes to colour, I say, thank you, good morning, to the bus driver. Even, I always say hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah, you the do you say something. Spitting at a bus... I've never really liked it. I, can't and I just I found it impossible the other day that some of the G20 rioters were kicking police dogs. Kicking. What sort of filth people are they? Anyway, here she is, poor old uh, Alexandra Aitken. A disaster, I'm afraid, in the biggest sense of the word. You remember this buffoon who appeared on television some years ago, thinking, because she kind of uh, speaks like that, she's a little bit sort of Sarah Ferguson. Oh, and she, she went to do rapping. She's a complete idiot, Oh, she's I'm the Aitken. She's, what's his name? Aitken's uh, yeah. daughter. Well, she, she's apparently an actress now. Yeah, right. And uh, she's now a spiritual guru in Los Angeles. Of course you are, sweetness. As <laughs> long as you believe it, that's fine. Quarter to seven is the time. More from John in a moment. More of your texts and emails. 84850, steve at And still to come, the UK's most hated intersections. The, the spaghetti junctions that you go, I'm not going around that again. It's horrible. Lucy Coward. Leaders at the G20 have agreed a trillion dollar bill to, put the, put, to pull the world out of recession. Gordon Brown's heading... Morning, everybody. Eight minutes to seven. No, it's not. It's nine minutes to seven. No, just, no, you panicked, didn't you? All of a sudden, you panicked. Uh, apparently, a lot of people telling me that a recent documentary on television about Holloway Prison showed all the girls smoking. Uh, yeah, I, I, that apparently so, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure that... I suppose mm. they have to have something. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> They're in prison for a reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul says, I would get the motorbike crushed into a cube and placed back and then plead ignorance. Also, it'd make a nice garden ornament. <laughs> 
There you go. That's the, that's the caring side of us. I don't think you can do that. A lot of people, a lot of people telling us that Russell Brand was arrested before for exposing himself at one of these uh, things. He's just a nasty little piece of work, ladies and gentlemen. He's a champagne socialist. Don't ever believe any rubbish that he comes up with. Uh, still to come out on DVD, Morecambe and Wise Series 6. Lovely. No, sorry, Series 5, I beg your pardon. Terry and June Series 9. Terry and June. Terry and June. I miss Terry and June. I miss Terry and June. Uh, and Bergerac Series 8. I wasn't mad on Bergerac. Oh, I loved Bergerac. Oh, I loved Bergerac. It was all set in Jersey, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, loved it. It was, it was great ad- advert for the island. And also, at the moment, I'm going through Colombo. I think they tomorrow. Well, ta- the tax ex- ta- uh, tax haven, isn't it? Uh, Jersey. Is it? Yeah. All oh, right, I should go there then. Don't they have, is that, where do they have the Battle of the Flowers? That's Jersey. That's Jersey, is it? In St. Helier. I've never wanted to go there. <laughs> Jersey's lovely. Beautiful <laughs> island. Yeah. Really gorgeous. When you fly over it, which is not the best thing to do, you should land there occasionally. Yes. When you fly over it, it's got the most beautiful beaches. Really? Closer to France than it is to Great Britain. tell people, they'll all go there and it'll ruin it for everybody else. Uh, the Victorians is out on the 11th of May on DVD, and then uh, Rick Stein's Mediterranean Escapes on the 25th. I like Rick Stein. I like Rick Stein, mm. too. Uh, I also like 5,000 quid. What both John and I could do with 5,000 pounds. Final day today, somebody's going to win it at 6pm uh, tonight. It's not long. Hope it's you. Hope it's you. It's a lot of money. I hope they give it to you in cash. I'd love to. I said, can I have it in pennies? You know, when you're a kid, you say, somebody says it's a pound, you go, can I have it in pennies? Because it looked more. And then you, and you, you put it out and you go, come on, I'll, I'll take that with me today and, and that. £5,000 in pennies. No. It's a lot of pennies, isn't it? Or money in £10 notes. Yeah. That'd look, that would look a lot, wouldn't it? I'd quite like it in 50s and just <clears> stuff <throat> it in my wallet, you know. <laughs> Because my little wallet would not or hold Scottish it. Or Scottish £100 notes. No, not Scottish or notes. Or no. have it in euros. <laughs> 500-euro no. notes. Isn't it funny, though, how you, when you were younger, you, you preferred, as opposed to a note, you preferred change? Yeah, because it was... Like because it looked more. Mm. And change was big then. Yeah. Now change is a nuisance. Oh, isn't it just... I've oh, always got loads oh, of it in my pocket. Rubbish, I know. I've got a load in. I emptied it out this morning, put it into my bag, and then what I do is, when I filled up my carrier bag... Mm. Uh, I then take it to Sainsbury's, pour it into that machine. Yeah, I do. And then come too. out with, well, last time, £400. I've got a tin. A tin? I have. It's a toffee a nice tin. tin. No, it's actually a Lauren Perry... toffee came in a tin? Yeah, of course, it still does. Oh. Caledon Bowser's. Oh, Caledon Bowser's. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> Caledon Bowser's. Listen, toffee. if you want to bid for my five grand, 5,000, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, uh, lowest one. unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence. Nobody else makes. Computer will tell you if you've got a unique bid. That's what you want. Auction closes 6pm today. You text LBC... Followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at six pm today, third of April. Got to be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Where do we hate driving? Intersections uh, number ten, the Oral Interchange in Wigan. I've never been there. Never been there. In Edinburgh, Sheriff Hall... That's my stomach. I do beg your pardon. The Sheriff <laughs> Hall roundabout. No, not really. Uh, one in Worcestershire. The, uh, the Stensham Interchange, Leicester's got Catterthorpe Interchange, St Neat's Black Cat, Watford has got the Brickett Wood Interchange. These are all places that you have. Yes, yeah, have you think I have. Weatherby, Weatherby South Interchange, Boreham in Essex, the Boreham Interchange, the Magic Roundabout in Swindon. Sounds know. quite funny, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And the number one, which you think is most hated... Isn't it the Spaghetti Junction spaghetti in Birmingham? Spaghetti Junction in Birmingham, yeah, absolutely. I've never done it and I'd never want to. Nobody ever knows it. I think I have been on it and not known that I was on it and it was all right. Oh, really? It was one of those things. The oh, good news, places. incidentally. Uh, there's a picture of Andrew Sachs, who's joined Coronation Street. Has he, indeed? Yes. Only, only for a short while, I think. So, uh... Andrew Sachs does a lot of voiceover work. Yes. Good for him. Russell Brand. 
We don't care about Russell Brand. We don't care about Russell Brand. (laughs) Interesting um, story in here about about a new law, well, not a new law, but the state of California has used a draconian law to seize millions of pounds worth of assets belonging to Britons, including some of the biggest names in show business. People like Kate Winslet, Dame Helen Mirren, Clive Owen, Michael Caine, Colin Farrell, who have bank accounts. If those bank accounts have laid dormant for three years, in other words, there's been no activity in them, the state of California says, I'll have that. Whoosh! No. And takes it. Yes, and it can be for any amount of money. And these particular accounts had... One had $4,500 in it. Yeah. Another one had 1100 Okay, not very much, and they're sitting there, but still, it's your money. And if you haven't used it, they can automatically take it. They can even take a property. Yeah. If it is sitting there in, a, in the deeds and that hasn't been used, they can take it back. Good grief. Well, Mind you, they, they do that here. I've got somewhere £1.16 and threepence. In a bank account. In a Burnley Building Society account, which was taken over. I believe you can actually trace it. I'm hoping it's gone up with interest. £1.16 and threepence? Yeah. It's worth about ten pence. Well, it's 10p, isn't it? It's my 10p. It depends how long it's been in Andrew of Highgate still struggling with his anti-waffle tablet. He's not, he's not succeeding very well, poor soul. At least he's making the effort this morning, which is good news. We like people who make an effort. Uh, there's a, a man here who drove his car behind his son as he walked to school along a dangerous country line. He's been warned he could be arrested for obstructing the road. Oh. So he's actually dressed his son. His son has to walk this road. Mm-hmm. So he's put him in a high-visibility jacket and he walks along with a big sign on the roof going, Archie walks to school, thanks. Oh, you think actually, if his father was driving the car, he'd actually put the kid in the car and drive him to school for safety. Yes, makes perfect would, sense. And there, there's one here because we've been talking a lot this morning about death for some strange reason, even yes. though we're not dying. Don't know why. But yes, don't worry, Jan. We're we're, we're <clears> not dying. An American funeral home is being investigated after the exhumation of the body of a six foot five inch man believed to have had his legs cut off so he could fit into the coffin. I thought they just make bigger coffins nowadays. <laughs> it's a worrying a, thought, isn't it? It's an there? extra five inches of wood, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I do. average six-foot coffin. Who knows? Anyway, Listen, this, this that's in South Carolina. South Carolina. Don't go to South Carolina and be buried. It's so much nicer over here. It's nicer in Nice as well. It's also nice here today because somebody's going to win uh, £5,000. I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Connie Fisher's going to be in, uh, my guest for In Conversation. John will be back very shortly. I will indeed. Have a nice day. Thank you. And you have a nice day as well. Listening, keep it tuned to LBC 97.3. After the news... Nick Ferrari's here taking your calls, emails, texts, and I believe even faxes. Auto Plus Repair, Auto Plus Replace. Day.